another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your special guest host, also known as Kid Number One. This episode is a follow-up to episode 40, Listeners Want to Know. I'm back in charge and will again be interviewing your regular hosts. You know them as Jessica and Marco, but I like to call them Mom and Dad. Say hello, Mom and Dad. Hi. Hello. Like last time, we collected listener and follower questions. They came through email, direct messages, and even Instagram stories with the hashtag Wondering Wednesday. We have a large bank of questions to get through, but before all of that, Mom, Dad, what are you drinking? I have a pomegranate berry fizz, a low-carb version. What is that? This one was really easy. I went and got some mints from our herb garden, muddled that up, which I just took our little stick and crushed it up. Put in crushed ice, put in three ounces of gin, gave it a squirt of pomegranate berry mio, and topped it off with uh, club soda, gave it a stir, and garnished it with a little sprig of mint. Cool. Mine doesn't have a fancy name, (laughs) but it is a fantastic little rum concoction, and it has, I'll tell you what's in it. It has two ounces of spiced rum, one ounce of coconut rum, two ounces of pineapple juice, and a whole lot of crushed ice. I mixed up all of the ingredients, and I put them into my shaker, and I shake it, shake it, shake it, and then I poured it into a hurricane glass full of more crushed ice. And it what when I first created it, it was this very lovely tropical lagoony color, um, but then I thought I would be really awesome and add some red to the top, so I tried adding a squirt of fruit punch mio, and that didn't go so well. <laughs> for a moment it was very patriotic um festive in one spot though when i mixed it up it has now turned a weird bruise color so it went from being a tropical lagoon to a swamp thing the color kind of looks like dead fish somewhat it, it does, does look like dead fish you need to give it a name though but it doesn't taste like dead fish it's actually <laughs> really delicious and it's not low carb i'm sorry to say But actually, I'm not sorry because it's 90 degrees outside. It is hot. It is the perfect weather for a fantastically tropical rum drink. And those... That needs a name. Well, I don't have a name for it. Bad fish? No. Um, Good fish. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish? Please don't sue us, Dr. Seuss. (laughs) Summer fish lagoon? But it is purple. Go fish? Grape lagoon. Okay, well, we could do this all day long. (laughs) (laughs) What are you drinking? I am drinking zero sugar Sprite in a cup full of ice because it's hot out. Sounds good. Well, cheers. 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 Your plastic cup doesn't clang very well. Yeah, I know that. We are recording this coming off of the long 4th of July weekend. Getting back into the groove after big weekend can be tough. How's it going? Not well. It was great until your mother just banged herself under the desk. It's a, it's a slow weekend. I've needed a break. I've worked a lot this past week, and this has been a very lovely three-day weekend, and those don't roll around very often, so I have done a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> Although I did start a brand new book today, and that's really exciting. So it's, it's just a much-needed little rest for me. How about you, Marco? It was going pretty good. Uh, I got out on the bike. We've done a lot of biking in the past week and gearing up all the bikes and k- 
kid number two's bike got a flat, but kid number one's old bike was right there. All I was missing was a seat, so we've done some work to get a seat out there for him. So we've been testing that out and sizing it, and uh, he might have a new bike in his future. I don't know. But in the meantime, this one works. But I went out riding with him, and I just decided to hop on my bike and talk him through learning how to shift and everything. So I was out there in running shoes and not my usual bike garb. It's been a while since I pedaled a bike and I wasn't clipped in. So it was a little weird where I lifted up my foot thinking I'm going to pull that pedal up. <laughs> and my foot just comes off the pedal. It's like, oh, wait, this is different. <laughs> but other than pretty good, then got on the treadmill. And I'm like, I'm going to run in because it is crazy hot and humid outside. So I'll do it indoors. Went pretty well. It's got to clear my mind. Had a lot of thoughts going. And then your grandfather kid one decided to call nonstop. Four wow. calls and 30 minutes while I'm trying to get in my hour on the treadmill. And it was just, finally just went, what? And it was just nothing of consequence. <laughs> so he called for no reason. Pretty much. Okay. But he wanted to talk, and he wanted to talk right now. So trying to get back in the routine. At least I got some workout in. I got some exercise in, which does set up for, it's Monday, so that sets up for the start of a good week, more or less. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I'm good. I had... What did you do today? Have you done anything today? Uh... No. (laughs) (laughs) At least you're honest. (laughs) Okay, time for the listener questions. Dad sorted these into categories so that this episode kind of makes sense. The categories. Podcasting, running, swimming, and biking, parenting, and family. Hockey, photography, food and beverage, and miscellaneous. Ready for the first set? Yes. Go for it. Okay. Are you going to do more parent round round tables? I don't know. Are we? I would like to. Um, I'm open to it as long as we have other parents that would like to join us. Especially with now, I think most of our friends or all our friends, most of our friends, are vaccinated, which makes it easier to do so we don't have to haul all the podcasting equipment out to the driveway. I mean, the last time we did one, it was like, as the sun set, it got cooler, it was humid out. All the, the bats equi- came out. Yeah, the bats came out, but all the equipment <laughs> had uh, do moisture on all the electrics, and that was kind of scary to look at. Uh, we have gotten better at it. That Early on, uh, the drivers weren't set up well, so we really weren't getting good audio on those uh early group interviews we did last summer um but it kind of depends on if we've got other parents who want to come in for a round table and if we get a good round table topic i mean covid one year later or something maybe i don't know the kind of a parent take on the middle school melodrama episode that you did with us maybe i don't know we'll see when's the next cocktail episode love those as soon as possible <laughs> I, I like to like mix up the order of what we're doing and kind of keep variety going so it's not like, oh, they're in a cocktail rut or they're in a food rut or they're in an exercise rut or they're in a behavior analysis rut. So we try to mix it up. We just somewhat recently did a cocktail recipe, one for summer cocktails too. So we'll take a little bit of break, but yeah, we'll definitely have more cocktail episodes because those are quite popular in terms of downloads. More campfire episodes planned? think we have any more planned but we're definitely open to it we just got a really new or we just got a really nice fire pit and that's been really fun to do with you guys um and i'm sure we could come up with some sort of theme like ghost stories or 
around the fire <laughs> or something along those lines or not along those lines. I don't know. I'm open to it, though. I'm open to it. I can definitely see it, especially come this fall. Ghost so stories. we're not out there roasting while we do it. <laughs> it is really hot right now. It is. I mean, we're getting we're in the middle of July or beginning of July. But, you know, by the time this post and the other ones we have going, it, we're going to be mid-July by the time we have an opening in the uh, schedule. Jeez, that's uh, it's hot. But come September, October, November, those could be some fun episodes. December is a little bit too cold and the risk of snow. Yeah, I like the fall, probably around Halloween, where we can do ghost stories yeah. around the Ooh, campfire. That, that's fun. <laughs> it's fun to do s'mores with kid number four, because she'll make like a billion s'mores, and then she'll not, she'll only eat like one. So we just get three s'mores. Or grab the handle door handle going into the house with marshmallow, marshmallow fingers. fingers. Yeah, that thing's still sticky. Ugh. Yeah, it's on the underside. I didn't get that part when I quickly cleaned it off the other night. So. Mm. What's next? Are you going to do more weekend adventure episodes? Yes. We have some of those planned coming up. We do? We do. We do? We do. Oh. I don't know if we're going to bring you along for all of them. I don't know. You're not invited to the one in the UP, though. I know that. This time. If all goes well, next year I get to go to the UP for band. Different type of trip. We're doing a triathlon. Okay. Want to do a triathlon next summer? No. Okay. I, think so. I just want to go to band and play and eat fudge. <laughs> eat fudge. <laughs> eat fudge. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what he said. He said that you go. We go to UP. We hang out. We play a little bit and we eat a lot of fudge. Oh, fudgies. Yeah. Where do most of your listeners come from? They're actually all over the world. Ooh. So most of our listeners come from the United States, but not all. Uh, we have listeners. Uh, Based on what's geotagged from our uh, hosting software, and it can't tag all of them, there's a very significant portion that it goes, somebody downloaded, we have no clue where they're from. But from the ones they can tag, far and large, uh, the United States of America is downloading most of our episodes, but uh, that's just one of 18 countries that are downloading from us. Which non-U.S. country listens to you the most? Those downloads come from France. Oh, my God. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Do you get that joke? Yeah, I know your mother does. No. Okay. It's from a really fun skit slash movie called Coneheads. Has Dan Aykroyd in it. Who? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm not good in the acting department. Get out. <laughs> How about this? France. Okay. After the United States, second place is France. Okay. That's funny to me. And after France, uh, third place is the United Kingdom. Then it's a tie between Australia and Brazil. And after that, it's a tie between Canada and Germany. Okay. Which... You're so, like, unimpressed. Those are, like, the most known countries in my mind that I think would be on the top, like, maybe the top charts for your podcast. I'm a little surprised that... After the after the U.S., France is the second. Yeah, me too. Because we don't speak French right now on this pod. Actually, we're not ever going to speak French on this podcast. Bonjour. Nope. <laughs> no. My my very poor broken French would be the me speaking to a wall. There's no point <laughs> in having a conversation with your mother. It's kind of like if she started speaking Spanish towards me, it's like C. Si. No. But to be clear, I could speak in Spanish to him. I can. Mas tapas. <laughs> Mas cerveza? We should do tapas. Oh, that would be a good episode. We should do that. That would be delicious. I can kind of speak Spanish, um, but I only ever got past the basics because we kept getting new teachers. 
It's it's gonna be okay. That's Elementary right. Spanish doesn't really count. Okay. Most interesting or coolest for foreign download. For me, um, it actually is Nova Scotia, and here's why: that we got a hit from Nova Scotia right after we did our last weekend adventure uh, podcast. We posted it, and we went up to Traverse City. We did the bike trail up there. And then your mother and I went to, well, we went to Traverse City a Whiskey Company, but we also went to several wineries. And one of them was was um, Mari Vineyard, which is owned by uh, Marty Lagina, who is one of the guys from Oak Island. Oh, So we okay. posted, we put up pictures, we we, we tagged Mari, Mari Vineyard. And then right after that, we get a hit from Canada and the way our software set up for the United States, Canada, and Australia, it actually breaks it down by the state or province, depending mm-hmm. on the country. And we, it lights up from Nova Scotia, which is where Oak Island is. And this was last summer. And it's like, wait a minute. We just mentioned Mari Vineyard and we got a hit from Nova Scotia. Holy cow. It might be. It's somebody from Oak Island. That's awesome. <laughs> so for me, being an Oak Island nerd, uh, yeah, I thought that was really cool. I would have to say Spain because I spent a very lovely couple of weeks in Spain the summer after I graduated high school. So I have a very special spot in my heart for it. And that makes me really happy that somebody over there has listened to us. <laughs> what is your most downloaded episode? By far, it's episode 36, which is Autism and Our Family's Journey. Mm. And it's about everything because you've got a sibling on the autism spectrum. And we spoke about that at length. And everything our family's gone through with that, the whole journey, that episode was deeply personal. We were kind of nervous about doing it. We weren't sure how it was going to be received. And it is it is way, way out in front ahead of second place. Oh. Yeah. So that is by far our most downloaded episode. Mm. Do you guys have a goal for downloaded for download numbers? Get people to download it and listen to us. <laughs> Not really in terms of like a specific set number. When we started this, we were hoping that, you know, somebody, somebody would listen to us, you know, to make it all worthwhile, even though it, for us it was just to sit down and speak with each other, have a conversation not interrupted by kids. Definitely didn't foresee it being moderated by a kid. Nope. <laughs> but uh so the fact that we start, had some downloads to start with and then it's really taken off and we've got lots of people listening to us now or at least downloading it we can't the science nerdy scientists in us go like we can't verify that they're actually listening but we do know they're downloading <laughs> but the assumption is if you're downloading you're listening to it yeah but it's not like we're going house to house going knocking on the door hey did you turn it on yet did you turn it on yet so wow <laughs> Like, if I were to stand up at a defense and go, can I defend that they listen to it? No, I can't. I can't prove that. Uh, we are getting the stats that they're downloading it, and so that so many are downloading to it. And this some, presumably, listening to it uh, is really, really cool. And the more, the merrier. To get back to your question, our goal is just to, like, keep putting out stuff that people want to listen to. How do people in your field feel about your po- podcast? I have no idea. I don't really know either. I know a few people who are in our field that are our friends have viewed it positively, but it's more less of from a technical aspect. And we've said from the beginning, we're not putting out a technical for insiders podcast. We're doing it for general audiences. Usually the feedback we get is, well, you guys sound like you did back when you're in college. (laughs) 
It's great listening to you. We can hear your voices again, uh, which are similar things we hear from friends of ours who are outside the field. Or they love the stories of parenting, the ups and downs. Um, but we haven't gotten any like actual feedback from people in the field because we really haven't pushed it out to people in our field because that's not our target audience. Also, you can't get CEUs for listening to us, so there's like not a big incentive for it. CEUs are continuing education credits that you need to maintain your certifications. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nerds. Hmm. Who sponsors your podcast? Nobody. You want to? Sure. No. Really? No. <laughs> I'll have some money. Gatorade. <laughs> Gatorade. Yeah, I wish Gatorade would. <laughs> we are not sponsored by Gatorade. <laughs> Kid one, you want to like sponsor us right out of your piggy bank? Like 10 okay, <laughs> whatever if somebody wants to sponsor us they can contact us through all our information on our um, just go to our link tree or, or actually go to our instagram red arrow hw it's our instagram handle link in the bio you can from there you can get to our website and uh or our contact information directly contact us we can insert ads right into the middle of the podcast mm-hmm. that'd be fun to help you know turn this thing that was a, a little bit of a hobby and to help sustain it Upgrading equipment, paying for hosting, all that kind of stuff. What is your strangest sponsorship or collaboration inquiry? I'm going to let you take that one. The strangest one is one that I feel very uncomfortable discussing with my daughter in the room. But uh, it's an ad that comes in over Instagram and I get it from, geez, I've probably got it from a dozen different uh, Instagram handles with different uh, profile pictures and different names. But it's the exact same ad. It has fuzzy little tennis balls on it. And it's, um, I don't want to say the product because we aren't going to partner with them. I don't know what about our Instagram page <laughs> attracts them that think that we want to hawk uh, manscaping products for smoothing <laughs> things out, but uh, below the neckline. But no, uh, yeah, that would be the strangest one. But we've gotten everything from, that's a loud drink you're stirring there. Uh, we've had everything from pet products, which again, I don't know about our what our Instagram account attracts people who thinks we want to sponsor uh, pet products. We don't have a pet. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. So there's some there's some odd ones that come in, but yeah, definitely the one with the fuzzy tennis balls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in the images and for manscaping. Yeah. That was weird. Hmm. And the fact that I've gotten a lot of they them. They are persistent. Yes. They're trying to wear you down. Does Kid One have a podcast? Why don't you answer that? No, I don't. Do you want a podcast? Not real, not right now. Do you like hosting ours and guest being a guest appearances on ours? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. When is Kid One going to start her own po- start her own podcast? I don't know <laughs> when is Kid One going to start her own podcast. I don't know when. If I, I don't know if I do, it'll be when I'm older. Well, it won't be when you're younger, unless you're going back in time. I now, that would be a podcast, Time Travel with Kid One. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go find, I'll go track down Iron Man and figure out how to do it. We're building cornhole. <laughs> First, you need some screws. Dude has them. <laughs> if you had a podcast, what would you talk about? Just told you. Uh, building cornhole. <laughs> Did that girl in Bang ever get her video game thingy back? I don't know. Did she ever get it back? She did apparently get it back because I, unlike the last day of school, I saw her with it in art class. Oh, my God. 
And here's another follow question for your mother. You have any idea what she's talking about? No. <laughs> you haven't listened to middle school melodrama that she was on. That's right. You I don't listen, listen to, to our podcast. <laughs> no, I haven't listened to it yet. Go that's the one episode that one. you because okay. that's one of two episodes you've missed. Let me just explain to you why I don't listen to podcasts. Because <laughs> the only time I have to listen to them is in the car. And I tried to listen to podcasts while I was driving before. And every single time I would do it, I would quit paying attention to where I was going and I would get super duper lost because I would forget to turn off on my exit off the highway and I would wind up in the middle of the nowhere. And the only reason I realized it is because my lovely husband would call me and say, hey, uh, are you coming home tonight or are you going somewhere else? And then I would sort of stop and look around and go, huh. This is not the way home, so I quit listening to podcasts. You did that once. So we've got us. we've got mm-hmm. track your our icons on our iPhones, and that mm-hmm. I use that to help time dinner. And based on where you're at, I know about where you're at. And all of a sudden, when I look, and you're like, "Why are you like two counties north of us when you work south of us in <laughs> Indiana?" Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe we'll turn it on tonight on a speaker while we're having cocktails after dinner. Right. So I don't, uh, that's the story of why I don't listen to podcasts in the car. And unfortunately, I don't have time during the day to listen to them. And when I get home, I am done listening to things, period. We'll make it happen, though. Yeah. She did no, a good job. No, you're not. She did a good job. You tell me. Okay, so that's it for podcasting. The next category is running, swimming, and biking. Woo! So the first question is, doesn't riding your bike on the road scare you, or are there non-motorized trails around you? Yes, riding the bu- my bike on the road scares me, um, but not enough to make me not do it. I mean, if given the choice, I, of course, would love a non-motorized trail where I don't yes. have to worry about a car, but it's not enough to keep me off the road, so I'm going out there, and obviously you've got to be... have situational awareness to be aware of when they're coming up behind you, especially since there's a lot of idiots out there who aren't respectful of cyclists mm-hmm. or that for that side, even when you're running, but you, you got to do what you could do and it's not going to keep me off the road. Um, in terms of non-motorized trails, there are a few around us. Michigan has some really nice non-motorized trails. Unfortunately, they're more prevalent in the center, in the East the Northwest, but here in Southwest Michigan, we really are lagging behind. They did put in a nice stretch down towards Union Pier, New Buffalo area. It's beautiful. It's unfortunately not really long enough. Uh, they really need to keep that going. I, I would love to see it go all the way from New Buffalo up to South Haven. Isn't and maybe that's the long-term goal, but it's not ready for this summer. Isn't that the one where they put in, like, a bike road, like, on the side of the highway? Over by Izzy's Gelato? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like riding on the road, um, and it scares me every time a car comes. Because, like, I hear a car behind me, and I, like, go as fast as I can. But, like, I hear a car coming, and I go as fast as I can home because it scares me. Well, when you were out riding with us last week in the Pachyderm Peddlers, I mean, there's... There's nowhere to go hide. Mm. Uh, you made me nervous a few times because you kept leading into traffic. But how did you do? I know you got a little nervous because you were worried about, one, you were the youngest person there by a few decades. Yeah. But also, there was you got to worry about traffic. 
And we had Tail Rider there, who uh, I know was making a little nervous. He was meant. He meant his best. He he meant well. He wanted to encourage you. It's just generational difference. Yeah. And the you know just everything. The traffic, the wind. Hmm. There's a lot to pay attention to. You got your dad and your mom behind you trying to tell you how to shift. So you got to think about shifting and how you're feeling and everything. And there's a lot going on. Yeah. Obviously, if we had a non-motorized trail, that's one variable removed from the equation. You wouldn't have to worry about the traffic. Yeah. Then you just have to worry about keeping up with the group and shifting for the train. Yeah. Better race, flat course or hilly course? Flat course. 100% flat course. Flat course. You know what? It depends. Because if it's a flat, like, repeat course or flat course where the scenery is boring, I'd rather have a very scenic hilly course. Plus, if you can get to the top of the hill, going down can be a lot of fun. No. Yeah, you're like at the, uh, the glaze, it's, or the it's, gaze glazed <laughs> over, and it's like, mm, no, Dad. It's hard getting up the hill, and then when you go down, it's really fast, so I, like, try and squeeze But here's the, the thing, like, in running, I'm good at running up hills. That was one of the things I excelled yeah. at in the proper technique, and then going down, it's easier. Biking, I don't mind the climb, and then coasting out, I would... The flat speed is a little bit harder, and it's a little bit more boring. I'd rather do some shifting. No. I don't want to do any shifting. I want it to be nice and boring and flat, because flat equals easier, and yeah. that's good for me. No, what you want is very scenic and visually stimulating and flat. That's yes. right. That's why I like to do it in a park. I wouldn't mind. I mean, I, I, like I don't Creek mind. It's very lovely yes. and flat. I like the neighborhood. I, too, like the neighborhood. It's just too short. There's, like, one hill. It's, and it's, like it's a, a gradual rise so the water flows to the drains is all it is. It's still oh, fun. It counts at a hit as a hill at yeah. the beginning of the summer when you're first getting started. It's a hill. Yes. What is your favorite cycling event you've participated in? I'm going to go with our little bike tour that we did last summer up in Traverse City. Or up around Traverse City. Oh, from Traverse City to Sutton's Bay? Yeah. That was nice. That was that was fun. We didn't have any kids, so that was good. Sorry, kid one. Um, and it was, for the most part, it was mostly flat. There were a couple of hills, but they weren't terrible. And there was a lot to see. There were lots of different areas that you could stop. There were some funky little buildings along the way. People had set up fairy houses that you could stop and take a break at. Um, and it was just a very lovely paved little ride. It was nice. Highly recommend I mean, it. scheduling-wise, if we could swing it, I would totally say, let's take... Uh, and especially if we had a trailer I could pull behind my bike for kids three and four, I'd say let's take the family and go, but it's just not going to work out this summer. That was a fun trip. My my answer for this question, though, would be the Beer 30 out of Stevensville, Michigan. It happens in fall. Last year was canceled because of COVID. I got to do it the year before, and they actually, it started out originally with the Beer 30, which was 30 miles, and now they have the quarter hour, the 30 a mile ride the 45 and the 60 when i did it uh you all had hockey at the exact same time <laughs> the first three of you and yeah. your mother told me that if i wasn't at the rink in time to help dress the three of you to be on the ice at the same time she'd kill me yes <laughs> so i did the quarter aisle a quarter hour and the way you, you do this it, it hits on no matter what route you're on it hits on several different breweries or one of them is hophead farms where they grow a lot of hops and they had one of the other breweries that was not on the trail come and serve some of their beer at a, like basically a folding table out there 
And you had this tiny little cup. It's like the size of a shot glass, but it was like it looked like a little tiny coffee cup on a necklace. I just actually put it in a pouch on my bike, and you stopped, and you got a sample. Some places gave you a little bit more of a sample than others. And it was so much fun. I actually got back to the brewery with time to spare, and they're like, you're late. I'm like, no, I'm done. And they're like, oh, well, here's this pitcher. We were a beer we were going to pour out. Here you go. Drink it up. And it was like a Mike Dicka-inspired Chicago Bears one. I'm like, well, you know, I don't want to let go to waste. And I got to the rink in time to address you guys, even though, like, Mr. Rink owner was looking at me going, dude, you're wearing spandex shorts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. I want to do it again this year. They haven't opened up registration yet, but when they do, I want to do it. Um, hopefully your mother will do it with me, too. Is it hilly? It's around here. Is it hilly? No more hilly than the normal rides. Ellen. I'll do the 15 with you if you want, uh, or the it, 30. Does it go on Lemon Creek Road? Yes. You. <laughs> no. Right, it depends on which right you do. You take me in a car and you show me where it's at. I don't know. I have to go look something up. But it's like, like when I did it, we did Watermark, we did Hophead Farms, we did um, Haymarket, and the back. That was the 15. That's not bad. Okay, so it's not like and the way 30, out. And the 30 went down to Greenbush. <clears throat> the 45 went um, down to like... It would, it would the 60 to, went to Journeyman. It would have to be the 15. I can't do I can't do it. Yeah. So it's a morning thing. It's scheduled for the day of the hockey draft, so I'm going to make sure the hockey draft is nice and late that day. So in the morning, I can go out and do the beer 30. Cool. Yeah. I'm very excited for it. You mean the beer 15? Or the beer 15 or whatever. I'll do it with you. Uh, the other one is I do enjoy the apple cider century. I'm happy that's back. One, we got to work on your conditioning because... Oh, yeah. You're signed up for it. You were signed up for you it last are year. signed up for it. I forget I signed up for that. Grandpa is also signed up for it, so he'll be there too. Okay. Allegedly. <laughs> he likes the apple cider century. He'll be there. He, he also likes you, so he'll yeah. be there. <laughs> Thinking of switching to clip-in pedals for my bike. Never done it before. Advice? I have no advice. I do. Uh, I was very nervous about this for a long time, and then I was like, well, maybe I'll switch to toe straps, or where you've got like a little cradle you put your toe in. Eventually bit the bullet and put on the uh, the full-on clip-on shoes, the goofy-looking things, but the fun thing about this, and kind of gets into what I was speaking about earlier when I was riding my bike, my pedals, on one side of the pedal, it's just the, the claw, the flat pedal. You flip it over, and you got the clip-in part, so I can pedal each way. Uh, for winter, I actually put on a different style clip-in shoe where it was just little posts. But the nice thing about this is if I have a problem clipping in, if there's a rock in my shoe that I pick up during a triathlon, I can always flip it over and still pedal. I love clip-in shoes because instead of just the down push and the down stroke you have, when that pedal comes around, you now can pull up. And it's a more efficient pedal, more efficient motion, because now I'm pushing down and I'm pulling up with my leg and I'm getting power the full cycle on both legs. My advice would be, when you're switching to clipping, when you come to a stop and you go to put one leg down, say you're coming up to a stop sign and you unclip your right leg to go put your right leg down to stand on, make sure you lean to the right. Mm -hmm. And when I got this advice when I got my bike with my clip-on shoes, hey, make sure you lean the correct way. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Sure enough, what was it, that summer, three times I went to lean, I, I finished a long ride, I pull into the driveway, I unclip my right foot, I go to lean, I lean to the left. 
or I would do the reverse. I would unclip the left and I'd lean the wrong way. And that's just sucks. <laughs> so my advice is whatever foot you unclip to go lean. And when you're stopping, be sure you lean on that same side. Does mom really race on that cute little bike? Hey. I'm sorry. What? Do you really race on that cute little bike? I do race on that cute little bike, and everyone loves it. I want that bike. I get tons <laughs> of compliments on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also, nobody can believe that I race on it, and then I show them, watch me. <laughs> and they were like, oh, every single time. Mm-hmm. It's great. Do we want to, you want to let her take a try at riding? Because it's a different seating motion, too. Your feet are rocked forward instead of being, like, right now she's got my old mountain bike, which is under you, or I've got my... Uh, road bike which is more of like a european style saddle and you're rocked forward your bike you're more of like a western saddle kicked forward like a harley you can try it but you have to promise you won't crash it okay and the way your bike is set up (laughs) it looks like a it looks like the ferrari guy from cars you know what it should like (laughs) look like it should look like the wicked witch of the west riding her bike with toto shoved in the basket in the front except i don't have a basket in the front but if i did (laughs) i would put that stuffed dog in You'd have to find it if I'm or the room, whichever one it's in. Oh, I can find anything in this house. <laughs> Gonna have to bleep out those names of our kids. Oh, yeah. She meant kid four and kid three. Yeah. Respectively. Do you have to dress like Lance Armstrong to go biking? Who's that? First yes. question, yeah. I was gonna say, do you know who Lance Armstrong is? No. <laughs> Get so- out. Lance Armstrong, you're so young. <laughs> Lance Armstrong is an American who won the Tour de France and numerous times. Then later, it was proven that he was cheating. He's getting these crazy blood transfusions and taking all sorts of drugs and supplements and stuff so he can win it. All with, uh, yeah, after surviving a cancer scare. Mm-hmm. So what? when he did it, it was really like, holy cow, this guy beat cancer and he's winning the Tour de France. He's doing dating awesome. Dating Cheryl Crow. Yeah, he's dating Cheryl Crow, who you also probably don't know who that is. Yeah. I don't. Oh, I don't. Anyway, and then he turned out he's a cheater. But well, I think what they're asking though is, do you have to wear the spandex shorts and the tight shirt? They yes. No, you no. don't. But they do serve <laughs> a purpose. Those spandex shorts, um, especially like at a bike like mine, there isn't cushion on the seat. The seat is hard. The cushion is built into the shorts. And in terms of the shirts being tight, well, one they zip up. That also keeps from bugs going down your shirt. But the other thing is they breathe, they're vented, and the tight clothes are less wind resistant. Now, they do make those shorts with the extra pad in them. If you want a baggier short, they do make those where it's almost like uh, cargo shorts or gym shorts. And then they have the, the padded, the butt pad and crotch pad built in. I highly recommend wearing bike shorts if you're going to start cycling. They are padded, they are comfy. Your butt will thank you later if you wear them. Um... The biking shirts, though, I personally don't care for them. I think they look terrible on me. So I am fine just riding around in a tank top or in a, like, Under Armour type athletic shirt. Um, I'll go on an Under Armour shirt, too. I do know that if I'm really building up some speed on mine, though, I, it starts flapping around and everywhere. And so then I do like the uh, the bike shirts, especially the ones that have the rubber grippers around the waist and the arms. Yeah, I do not like those rubber grippers, which is why I don't wear them. Um, but you do you and I'll do me and everything will work out in the end. That works. The shorts, if you're self-conscious about the, uh, the spandex shorts, like I said, just get the ones that look like cargo shorts that have the butt pad bit built in, the crotch pad and butt pad. 
you'll thank yourself later for the padding, whether it is a looser short or it is a um, tight one. And actually, they make ones that are almost built like compression underwear that you can put underneath your gym shorts, running mm-hmm. shorts, if you're self-conscious. I don't really have a problem with the shorts. I just don't like the biking shirt things. I like your... You only have one by Yours Jersey. I know, Cute. but I know that. Um, you have Rosie the Riveter on it going, we can do it. And there was like nothing that more embodied your I ride last week <laughs> than the we can do it thing. I don't like wearing them, though, because they feel weird when you wear them. Everybody else Agreed. had it. What? You, you blended right in, though. You I look know. just like one of the bikers. I know. You're part of a biker gang now. Oh, no. <laughs> How do you overcome feeling self-conscious in spandex when biking? You just don't think about it. Also, everybody else that you're biking with looks exactly the same amount of ridiculous as you do. So it's fine. Agreed. You just suck it up and do it, and you know that, well, do I want my butt, do I want to walk around like I've been on a, doing a, some sort of, like, rodeo cattle roundup with a sore butt walking into the saloon mm-hmm. without the, the sound of the spurs going, or do I actually want to be able to have my butt function, like, be able to walk <laughs> normal and sit, and you suck it up and you wear it, and yes, everyone else is wearing it, and if you go to find a local cycling group. They're all body shapes and sizes and nobody cares. Everybody's wearing it. But yeah, you just do it. Undies under paddocks, padded cycling shorts or no? If yes, what kind? No undies. Ditto, no undies. Just, I mean, they're essentially underwear anyway. So, commando. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that meant you wore undies under yours last week. Yeah. Number one is horrifying. Soon she's going to turn into a tomato. Watch. Stare at her. Here it comes. No, there no. it is right there. She's almost yeah. as purple as that chair she's sitting by. No, the undies just rub against the padded shorts and that creates chafing. And that's why I say no, because it's incredibly uncomfortable. They really are designed to be worn without them. They they breathe, but they're they're dark. And actually, if you even look at the ones with the crazy colors, the crotch and butt area are black to hide all the sweat stains. Also, do you remember when you did ballet? Yeah. Did you wear underwear under your leotard? No. No. It's the exact same thing. You don't wear underwear under them. Okay. Because it doesn't serve a purpose. Best underwear for running or for and for triathlons. No underwear. Okay, your mother wears a trisuit. Um, I I will say when I was larger, I usually wore compression uh, shorts, compression underwear, usually the six to nine inch long boxer brief ones like from Under Armour. That said, now being thinner, uh, I wear just the traditional running shorts with the lining underneath where it has basically the underwear built in. And while before I would do that, just to cut down on chafing, I would wear those longer shorts. Now, yeah, just wear running shorts and don't wear underwear underneath. And that's one less thing to get sweaty and rub. And yeah. Chafing when running. Have you experienced it? Solutions? Don't run. (laughs) (laughs) I have experienced it when I was heavier. uh, I most frequently experienced it in the inner thigh. And so, yeah, like I said before, the solution was... The six to nine inch uh, compression boxer brief from uh, Under Armour or Nike or whoever. 
Uh, now that I'm thinner, there's less thigh there to be running to get, rubbing together. But even that said, on multiple occasions, I've run into the issue of whatever shirt I was wearing, chafing and rubbing on nipples. And the typical solution for dudes is to just put Band-Aids over their nipples so their shirt isn't rubbing and rubs it raw. I and mean, there's nothing worse. Once you rub them raw, every time you go for a run... They crack back open and then the sweat and so the salts on that gets in there and it just burns and they bleed. And there's nothing worse. Like if I'm wearing black, it was fine. But that, especially some of those summers, it's like I'm going to wear my neon yellow shirt and I get done. And it looks like I'm like having a terrible experience breastfeeding or something with like big bloody nipple stains on my mm. shirt. Yeah. All I'm picturing in my head right now is how much you would be whining if you actually had to breastfeed a child. Yeah, I would. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's chafing. So if you look at all the running blogs and everything they say oh just put band-aids on of course if you're a dude and you have chest hair that's miserable and it looks really weird to like shave little circles around your nipples well, you might as well do a big smiley face across your chest and your stomach too you were to go to a doctor like that and that situation was happening during your physical there would be a lot of questions oh he'd be asking did you lose your fantasy football pool <laughs> yeah. but uh really if you're just wearing properly fitting clothing you should be okay my band teacher told us a funny story where he he uh, one about chafing. No nipples. Oh. <laughs> I know. Oh. Do tell. Come on. So you have he, our attention. <laughs> so once he was in a he he was in a marine camp, um, and he he didn't actually go into the marines, but he was in the marine camp, and they got bored, and they only had razors, so and they were watching Batman, so they shaved like the Batman logo onto one guy's chest. Until when they went around for inspections. I gotta um, ask, did they shave they shaved the Batman logo into his chest or they shaved everything except for the Batman logo, leaving a hairy Batman logo? Or was it a hairless Batman logo? He said everything. Your mother's losing it right now. He said everything. He said everything about the Batman logo. Oh! <laughs> hairy Batman it is. <laughs> And then when, like, the inspectors came on, they were like, what happened? And he said, I am Batman, sir. You should say, don't ask, don't tell, sir. <laughs> Better riddle me this, sir. <laughs> I have questions about the military now. Moving on, next question. Wise yeah. decision. Favorite running shoe? Brooks. At the moment, while I do like my Under Armour running shoes, I'm really, really warming up to the Hoka 1-1 series. And at first, I'm like, these are ridiculously padded and everything, but I, I got a pair of the trail running mids that were waterproof uh, for cross-country. It was great as a coach, not having wet feet. I got another set of trail running shoes um, last year. And... After years of doing the free run and bear run and the ones that simulate barefoot running, I'm really liking the extra padding. So, uh, yeah, I'm, well, your mom's brooks are great. I, I mean, the key is get something that fits well, but uh, maybe it's just my old age. I'm liking the very padded hokas. Brooks has enough cushion for my sad, sad little feet. So I love them very much. Aren't you scared of sharks? Yes, I'm scared of sharks, but I also like them because they're cool. It's what? Odd question. Like, I'm, are you I'm, scared of running into one in Lake Michigan? I'm scared. Why are we talking about sharks? I don't know. This, this is, is partly a swimming category. 
Oh, cool. Um, I'm kind of scared of sharks just coming out of nowhere. In like when what? I in go like Michigan? In the no, pool? in like in the, the ocean. If in I the bathtub. No. Don't make me watch Dawes. You don't even swim in the ocean. Just don't make me watch Dawes. All right. You've seen it like seven times. So the answer to this question, no, I'm not sw- scared of swimming with sharks. I've gone swimming with sharks. I've gone scuba diving sw- with sharks. Uh, I've got I've got to. my shark awareness scuba certification. I kind of want to, though. I am scared of sh- of swimming with sharks. Hence, no, there will be no ocean triathlons for me because mm. no thank you. But you've been scuba diving nope. in the ocean with sharks in the vicinity. It doesn't count. I didn't see them. You were just petting a grouper. It does not count. I didn't see them. There was a lemon shark nearby. No, anyway. there wasn't. <laughs> lemon sharks don't no hurt people. Anyway. A shark uh, can hurt someone. So stick with the not Great Lakes. Not an shark. Stick with the Great Lakes. They're salt-free and no sharks. And the swimming pool and everything, and you're good to go. Are you a morning, afternoon, or evening running runner or slash walker? All of the above. Uh, lately, I've been trying to get in a routine of morning or afternoon. If you get to evening, it's just like it's not going to happen because by then your mom comes home, and I'm happy to see her, and I'm just trying to spend time with her. I like doing it in the morning. Even though I hate getting up in the morning. Um, before I was working, it was in the morning. Get it done, over with, and then I have the rest of my entire day to spend on whatever I want and don't have to think about exercising. But at this point, if I were to build in a morning walk or run on the treadmill, I would have to get up at 4, and I am not a morning person as it is, and that <laughs> is just too much for me. And by the time the evening rolls around, I'm exhausted. So, <laughs> hence the dilemma. Reading, socks or no socks? Socks. Socks. Socks, usually. Triathlon, sometimes it gets difficult to get them on. Um, you know, it, usually your foot's dry by the time you finish, for the aside from sweat, after you finish the bike ride. But there are times where I'm just like, forget it. I, I'll go do the bike without socks, and then I'll just throw on my running shoe that pretty much fits like a glove anyway, and no socks. But for training, definitely socks. Once I ran with an out socks on on, a, on an accident. No, I think I went to like, I went and walked around a bunch without socks on, and I got a giant blister on my foot, and that sucked. Yeah, blisters suck. Um, so do bugs. For bikes. me, with the aqua bikes and the triathlons, usually I will maybe skip the socks after the swim and during the bike because you can pedal a bike without socks. It's not going to kill you. It's also not going to give you a whole lot of blisters, um, but the socks are definite if I'm going from biking to running. I cannot run without socks. I will get blisters, and then I'll be miserable for two weeks. See, that's even more interesting, too, because you're wearing the, the same shoes you wear for biking, you're wearing for running at a triathlon if you're doing them both, whereas I'm switching shoes. Well, you're, so, you wear the special clippy shoes. I don't. I'm just wearing my Brooks. Um, and, but I'm not doing a whole lot with my feet. I'm pushing them around on pedals, around and around in circles. So it's not a whole lot of rubbing, at least for me. Barefoot running, yay or nay? No. No. I, it always made me cringe when I was coaching cross country or track and we were doing beach runs and like, oh, we want to take our shoes off. I'm like, you know, those shoes are there to protect your feet from puncture or anything. And I, I get the whole philosophy that, especially it was a big fad for a while. Let's go running barefoot and build up our shoes. That's how those humans are designed. Toe shoes. The toe shoes, too. 
But even mm-hmm. like I had several pairs and I still have some pairs of the Nike free runs with all the perforations. They were great for road running stuff. But when you go on a trail or anything, you could feel every rock, everything. And I did a, I even did a triathlon where the running portion, like they go, oh, it's about three miles for the sprint length. Well, okay, it was over four and it was trail running. And most of the trail was old macadam, which if you don't know that is, is old limestone they use for a basis for roads. Mm. I felt every one of those large rocks in my foot. It sounds sucky. Yeah, it was sucky. Uh, I am very much enjoying the larger cushion these days. The other thing is the tread on those quickly wore off. I would definitely would not want to run it barefoot, uh, especially since like especially when I'm doing a triathlon, my feet get wet, then they dry, and if I don't dry them properly, they dry out. And especially on my little toe, the right where the little toe meets the base of my foot, the skin dries out and cracks right there. And I don't care how big and manly you are. You get a crack right there. <laughs> oh, my God. Every little step, it hurts. And then, like, you get sand or you're sweating and you get some salt in there. It just, it's pain. Every single step. So, socks and shoes. Have you done any tri races so far this summer? No. Not yet. We got them scheduled. You do? Yep. When? August. August. Okay. Are you going to race this summer? August. Yeah. There's a lot of other races that are starting up. They're getting geared up. It's great for them. But really, just the way our summer's going with work and everything else, uh, August. Our target is on being ready for August. Best cycling gear? A helmet? No, no. Not gear. Beer. Beer? Beer. I don't drink beer. Really? I got pictures of you drinking beers. We rode down to Haymarket. <laughs> down in Bridgman, Michigan. It used to be the state trooper office. Busted. I don't know what that beer is called. It's orange. The the blood orange blonde or what was it? Yeah. The blood like orange. That. Yeah. Yeah. That one was that one's good. And so is the uh try not to suck, the Joe Madden beer from Haymarket. Isn't that- we really like the Haymarkets after cycling or while cycling, you know, you shouldn't drink and drive, but like if you're out for a long ride and you stop to have a one beer break. Haymarket's a fun place of ours to stop. Right next to the cemetery. It is next to the cemetery, which is kind of creepy. <clears throat> Didn't see any ghosts, though. There is a cemetery next to Haymarket? Yes. Yeah, right when we park it. the cars, Haymarket is right next door to a cemetery. Really? Yep. Yes. Oh. You're just so focused on the pizza or the pizza coma, you don't pay attention. <laughs> Out cycling in the country. Nature calls. What do you do? I turn around and go home or I find the nearest restaurant. I Or gas station. Actually, Bye. I've never had this problem. I have never had this problem. Because I empty the tank before I go cycling and with sweating, it's not like I'm even... Whatever I drink is probably not ever reaching my bladder. Yeah, I. this is not something I've actually ever encountered. Um, I just... Yeah, I... No, I do. I mean, I, even about. on episode of Century, being out on that, where you're out for extended period of time, I've just taken a, advantage of the SAG stops, the, the pit stops, and they have plenty of Porter Johns and facilities. And yeah, I mean, if I die or emergency hit me, you got to go, you got to go. But I, I haven't had that issue. Congrats through, on being a boy. Through prior planning. What do you do on a long run when you have to wee? I don't run. Yeah. 
How about a long walk? What do you do? I walk my ass home. <laughs> uh, I have had this. I think we spoke about this on one of the episodes where I was on a run. I was about halfway in. It was a uh, it was a race, and all of a sudden the deli belly set in. There, I was just like, I'm going to poop myself. Get the sponge. What? <laughs> um, that one I battled through it, and when I finished, I. Ran towards the porta potty. Yeah, I ran through the finish line to the porta potty. It was like they're like your medal, and I like snatched it and kept on running. They're like you're done. And I'm like no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Uh, but I survived it, and the nicely was um, so it hit me early before I even was at the mile marker for mile um, probably two and a quarter to the about a quarter before the finish line, it, the sensation went away. I was kind of a mind over matter thing, I guess. So I don't know. Uh, or just runner's high went. Clinched hard enough. And it went something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But that wasn't just we. That was... Ew. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> Whatever. It wasn't a mess to clean up. We did not have to get the sponge. <laughs> huh. But, yes, a runner's bladder is a thing. Uh, it's one of the things I'm really... Make a point of let's just empty the tank before uh, before the starting line. Pre-race evacuation. Lesser of two evils. Port O John Row or the woods. I mean, the lesser of two <laughs> evils, especially if it's a uh, what's called a number one situation. Uh, the lesser of the two evils would definitely be the woods. <laughs> Port O John Row is pretty nasty, especially like for triathlons. I take care of the situation before I leave in the morning, either the hotel room or before I leave the house, and then I just do not drink anything until I am actually in the middle of the race. Don't dodge the issue. Lesser two evils, Porter John Rowe or the woods? Well, I'm a girl, and peeing in the woods isn't a really big option for us. So I'm going to go with Porter John's, but I have never actually had to use one at a race. So you got to agree, at races, though, they're pretty nasty. Even when you're there supporting me, it's like, it is a... Yeah, we went to the one race. Um, it was a couple years ago. Kid number four was like, I don't know, just over a year or something. And it rained. And then like you were halfway through it. And a couple of the kids were like, we need to go to the bathroom. And I said, okay, well, the porta potties are right over there. And I think kid number two went running over there, <laughs> opened it up, came flying back out of it after like four seconds and just shaking his head going, nope, nope. Nope. We, we were at Sister Lake Triathlon, and I had the kids, and it was your turn to race. Mm-hmm. And we we're up on that that ridge where you can see the lake, but then you're also overlooking transition. And you all were heading out into the lake, and he had to go. And I'm like, look, it's over there. I can see them on the other side of the field. So he went running across this field around transition. <laughs> he gets in there. He goes in. He's in for like a fraction of a second. Comes running out, shaking his head, and comes all the way back to us. And he goes. I'll hold it. That's disgusting. Yeah, it's uh, it's whole morning of triathletes. Uh, also clearing the tank. I'm in a tri suit, so to go to the bathroom in a porta potty or in the woods for that matter, I would have to get completely naked to then go to the bathroom, and I'm for sure not going to do that in the woods. And I'm not really too keen on doing it in a porta potty because sometimes there's a butthole that decides to rip the door open, anyways. What? So explain for our listeners who aren't. A triathlete. So, what is a tri suit? A tri suit is a special little spiffy outfit you can wear that will accommodate you as you go through your swimming, your biking, and your running. It's basically a spandex outfit that zips up the front, and it has built-in bike padded shorts, and then the tank top. It's usually a tank top, 
Um, part of the tri-suit to cover your chest is a zip-up, and it's attached to the shorts. But to go to the bathroom, you have to unzip the whole thing and then pull it down. It's like wearing a giant jumper. And in terms of the top, it has basically a built-in sports bra for or yep. jogging bra. So it's yep. everything you need all in one. But if you unzip it, everything comes out, and then you're naked. It just is. Moving on. <laughs> um, for your bigger long run training challenge, physical or mental conditioning? You know, years ago I would have said physical, but I was so heavy. Now that I'm in better shape, it really is mental. I can physically keep going for quite a while. Mentally, I get bored and like, just want to be done. What is a long run training challenge? Long, whatever relative to what you do, long run would be a long day. So if you're an ultra marathoner, it's going to be a hell of a long way. If you're you know, if your normal is a mile or two, it could be a three or four mile day. Um, for me, it's physical. Most painful injury from running? Blisters. <laughs> okay. That's it. I don't, I don't really run that much. Oh, I treadmilled once and I jerked my head to look at Wait a minute, spider. Wait a minute, you treadmill once? You treadmill almost every day. Okay, but one time I was treadmilling... And I jerked my head to look at a spider that like banged into the wall and fell, and I was like, "And I." Jesus Christ! You're lucky you're hair didn't get sucked into the thing. Yeah, I know. Um, or but, you ain't like you didn't fall and get like launched into no, the mirror but, behind like, the treadmill. Yeah, but I, I like jerked my head a certain way that made my neck hurt for like the rest of the week. It was not fun. So last year we did the um, the try up in the UP. That was the year before. Last year we did whatever. COVID. You understand? Yes. And um, I had trained. For the biking, I had trained for swimming, even though it was a kayak try. Um, I, no, I did not train for the kayak part, but I really did not train for the running part or the 5K part, and I don't run, so I was planning on walking the entire 5K, which I didn't think was going to be a problem. But it turns out that it was a problem, and after we got home from that trip, like, my foot really hurt, and at first I was like, okay, well, my feet muscles are just really unconditioned, and it, it's going to go away in a couple of days. And it did not go away in a couple of days. In fact, it got worse and worse. And finally, I managed to convince myself that I had given myself a hairline fracture in my pinky toe bone um, of my foot. And so I went to the doctor and she x-rayed it and she came back and she was like, it's not broken. And I was like, then why does my foot hurt so much? And she goes, oh, you have you have a foot spur right here. And she showed it to me. So I have like a chicken foot growing inside of my foot. What? And the 5k that I did not train for exacerbated it and it made it ache like my bone was broken. So What's a chicken foot? It's a it's a heel spur. It's this little like bony growth that grows after you repeatedly injure your foot so many times and it looks like the talon of a chicken claw. You familiar with chickens? They go buck buck buck. I know what a chicken they, is. Do you know they, what their they, feet look like? They're tasty. I had to hatch chickens in first so grade. So you're aware of what their feet look like? Yeah. It's like one of their little foot claws going like this towards like the bottom of my heel. It's super uncomfortable. They look like this. Yeah. <laughs> my story's not as good. Well, sorry. Mine was from high school and um, my high school cross country coach and actually my track coaches for that matter. Really didn't teach proper running form. So in cross country, and what I later found out through several, several, several doctor's appointments, in terms of uh, anatomy, uh, and no one really truly symmetrical, but I was off by a few millimeters in terms of leg length 
and they had to find that out by going to a doctor and getting x-rayed and like they had the the ruler built into the table in metal itched in so it showed up on the x-rays but that difference or differential in leg length or bone length um and not having a little bit of a lift and we're talking millimeters here with all the miles we were putting on and then not using proper form was causing a lot of problems. I remember a race running and every time I lifted up my leg, I could feel the bottom piece below my knee separate, Ew. twist. Mm. And then Ew. as I came down on that foot, the upper part of the leg and the joint would come down and it would crush back into, you know, twist back into position. And go, and go, and go. And even in the last part of the race on that course, the way we run the course differently now. This was actually the home course for the cross-country team that I coach. Uh, you Now we start off by running into the woods. It used to be the last portion of the course was through the woods. So as I'm going to the woods and I'm in incredible pain and I'm, I just want to quit, the coach is just bullying me and they keep going. And I went and I, I ended up having to walk in the woods. I could barely move. He actually dismissed most of the team. Most of them had gone home. I hadn't even crossed the finish line, which is something I would never allow as a coach is like, we're not leaving until our last runners across the finish line. But uh, that was the worst injury. And it, that's part of the reason why for a much of my life, I hated running is because it, that miserable mental um, experience that I had to go through. Uh, it's, took a lot to get back to find their their running is something actually enjoyable and learning how to do it correctly. Most painful injury from cycling blisters. All right, blister kid. I don't really I don't think I've gotten injured while cycling. Well, you wore the wrong cycling shorts and bruised your crotch. Okay. So I guess that counts. Mine would be uh, leaning the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> crashing at like a zero speed crash where i've come to a stop i've done i go to get off the bike i unhook one foot and i lean the wrong way and crash (laughs) once on your old bike once you were on your old bike and i think i was like cleaning my room i looked out the window i saw you go down the little hill and then you fell into the bush (laughs) (laughs) but i didn't land on the pavement of the driveway (laughs) yeah but you still fell into the bush then two seconds later you were in the house i was like well that's done (laughs) I think I remember that time. I didn't crash, though. I actually pedaled all the way through the bush. What? Yeah. I thought you That's fell funny. over. Nope. Are you returning to coach your old cross-country team? Will you please? Jess, you want to answer that one for you? Are you going to return to coach your old cross-country team? I don't have an old cross-country Oh, then it must be for me. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I miss the kids. I miss many of the parents. But... Uh, I think the door on that is closed that we're we as a family are not going to go back and do that. Uh, I wish them the best. I, as through track, I followed along online to see how they're going. And I, they're in great hands with their new coach. Um, she's doing a great job with them and they're lucky to have her. Okay. Next category, parenting slash family. up do your kids have bedtimes in the summer technically yes yes and no uh technically yes you do but there's a lot of nights where we like extend it i mean one the bedtimes are later i know keeping you guys on schedule is important but we 
we let you stay up a little bit later in the summer. And then there's nights where like, I mean, we're coming off 4th of July weekend. You guys are up super late because there's awesome fireworks being shot off all around our neighborhood. Forever. Yeah. It goes off until like one in the morning. You know what? Last night they were done before midnight. Yeah, they were. We were well, shocked. The night, the night before they weren't. No, but... they continued well until like one or two in the morning. Yeah. Um, but last night they were done at 11. Do you have pets? We have our grandparents' fish. <laughs> I mean, are you going to let us answer? Are you going to answer all the questions for us? <laughs> I only answered that one. We have four kids. We have enough things to poop around this house. <laughs> yes, but the other week I was driving home from work and I got to houses down the road and I saw a big cardboard box sign taped to a trash can that said, free kittens. And I was like, ooh, I could totally stop and get a free kitten. But I didn't. No. Because one... We had bunnies for your birthday. We, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <you>. <laughs> that was no, grandpa's fault. We had... Uh, we have enough things that poop with the four kids. And also, I'm allergic to cats. You're allergic to cats. Odds are, at least one of our kids is allergic to cats. So it What's that to do with good. the bunnies? Oh, we're not going to talk about the bunnies. We have already talked about the bunnies. <laughs> you know, we had fish. We, we do when my parents go out of town, get the fish that we the kids have to take care of. Which are essentially just feeder, actually not essentially, they are feeder fish from Meyer. So those little 25 cents or sometimes they're even like a nickel goldfish. So if anything happens to them, they're easy to replace. You and I had fish in college that we named Bob and Larry. Why? Veggie Tales. Oh, Because yeah. your niece, and, or not, our, yeah, our know, niece and nephew, story. your cousins yeah. love Bob and Larry. So we named them Bob and Larry. <laughs> and then we also had fish for a while when you and Kid 1 were little, or sorry, Kid 2 were little. But they became sewer fish because it was the the filter on the thing didn't actually clean very well. Yeah, and the snails, the snails too. The snails decided to just go ahead and procreate instead of actually cleaning the tank. So the whole thing was just bad. Where do you find reliable babysitters? You. Yes. Grandparents. Track and cross country. (laughs) Although I I actually never contacted or hired any of the kids about. babysitting you handled all the babysitters for me and for me like from an ethical perspective i was like i'm their coach so you paid them you hired them you contacted them and but that was a source for a while where it it was um i'm very very picky about who i let watch my kids so there were only a couple of your runners that i thought were responsible enough and they were amazing babysitters i love them if i could have cloned them and kept them all babysitting age i would have if they'd um, stopped disappearing to college or right, having they've busy all, lives they've all gone to college i think a couple of them might have actually graduated from yeah. college which is horribly upsetting so to me old. um but we don't really have that pool to draw from anymore. So now it's just, it's you and mm-hmm. grandparents. And then I do have one old family friend that I will use occasionally if uh, if neither are available to watch you guys. What's harder, a triathlon or childbirth? Um, childbirth because I got ripped open and then sewn back together. Mm, that doesn't sound fun. It wasn't. You're welcome. Well, I've only done <laughs> one of the two. So I'll say to, to watch... It's definitely harder to watch childbirth. What happened to Kid Meal? Is it still happening? Kid Meal kind of like, especially during the spring and the winter, things got so crazy that we didn't have time to coach you through all the meals. So we actually haven't done Kid Meal in a while. No, but we could probably do it later this summer. Yeah, we could bring it back. Do you want to start cooking again? I mean, you 
Actually, you've taken a break from making all the treats. You just made a big batch of cookies, which are now your siblings have almost completely finished. But that was the first time you baked anything in a while, too. Kid number three asked me this morning. I wasn't paying attention to him. He asked me this morning, <laughs> we have cookies for breakfast? And I just absentmindedly said yes as I was, like, checking my work computer. Mother and then, of the year. And then he sits down and he plops this giant cookie in front of himself and then one in front of kid number four and they go to take bites and I was like, wait, wait a minute, what are you doing? We do not eat cookies for breakfast and he goes, I just asked you and you said yes. And I said, no, I am telling you no right now and he goes, but you said yes and I was like, I wasn't paying attention to you then. The answer is no and you should always know the answer is no for cookies for breakfast. Absolutely not. But you said yes. I said yes, but Can I meant go. No. And also, he should have known, since my face was buried in my work computer, that I was not paying attention and that the answer normally would be no. Did Stevie Beef come back? Uh, she did, didn't she? Stevie Beef. Stevie Beef did come back at the well, beginning. a Robin came back. No, it's Stevie Beef. Okay. And I, can, I know that it's Stevie Beef because she decided to plop her nest right on top of the one from last year. So she started building another nest, stuck it right on top of the other one, and she actually laid um, three eggs in it. And I got super excited. I went out. I took a picture of it. I, I announced to everybody, oh, Stevie Beef is back. We're going to have babies again. Yay. And then the next day. Robin babies, not actual more. Yeah, we're not having babies. any more human babies. Um, but the next day, I went out to see if she had laid that fourth egg, because usually Robins will have four or five eggs. Uh, I looked in the nest and there were no eggs in the nest and I was heartbroken. And then the next day after that, I was like, okay, well maybe, maybe that fourth egg is coming. And it did come. She laid another egg in there. But then the day after that one appeared, that egg also disappeared. So Stevie Beef did come back. She tried. And then the eggs were disposed of by, I assume some sort of creature came along and ate them. Um, and then we didn't see Stevie Beef for a while, but then about a month later, there was a robin that came and sort of checked out that nest. And then I watched her fly up into, we have like a cherry tree in our front yard that's right above the bush where Stevie Beef built her first nest. And I watched her fly up to one of the branches up there and she started building a nest up there. And I was like, oh, yay, more baby robins. But nothing ever came of that. There, She like stopped building it halfway through. There were never any babies in it. I don't, I don't know. So Stevie Beef, I assume it's gone. And maybe she'll come back next year to try and build in the rhododendron bush again. I don't know. We'll see. So does that mean we can actually climb that tree again? Yeah, you can. Okay, because we've been we haven't. No, climbed there have been like... no babies. I've watched it like a hawk for about two months now. There, nothing has happened. So okay, go for it. Have your kids watched Game Changers yet? As far as I know, you guys have not. Game Changers being the new Mighty Ducks TV show that has. Oh. Uh, Emilio Estevez in it, who is Gordon Bombay, and then also Lauren Graham, who Mom will remember from, um, of course, Gilmore Girls and Bad Santa. I know who that is. I'm pretty sure you remember Lauren Graham from Bad, from Santa, Bad Santa, yeah, Santa and yes. Gilmore Girls. I saw her in the commercial, and I ran downstairs and I said, "Mom, Mom, the Gilmore, the Gilmore Girl person is in Mighty Ducks now." So we haven't watched it yet, but we've been watching some other stuff. We're we're working on. Bad Batch and Loki. We watched WandaVision already. We've wa we already watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We did that too. So uh, Game Changers is on the list, but we just haven't gotten to it yet. Never mind all of that. Fear Street by R.L. Stein has come to Netflix, 
and it's going to be amazing, and I cannot wait to watch it, and everybody's going to watch it with me. It's going to be so good. I really hope it's not a disappointment now that you've hyped it up. It's not going to be a disappointment. It's going to be amazing. Hey, is Umbrella Academy coming back? It's supposed to come back, but I What's don't know Umbrella when. Academy? You're not allowed to watch it. Okay. Um, the Crown's supposed to come back, too. You're not allowed to watch that, either. Where does the red hair come from? My grandmother. Follicles. What? Follicles. What is that? It means you grow it yourself. Okay. <clears throat> no. My grandmother had red hair. My grandfather had red hair. I had pink hair when I was born. <laughs> I had a red beard and red sideburns for quite a while and red highlights in my hair. The point is, is that Wait, red anyway, hair... Wait, like, used to get a lot more sun. I wear hats all the time now and there's less of it. There's the, a little the, bit. The point is, is that red hair runs in both of our families, down my side, down daddy's side, and you got the red hair from us. My sister had, like, red hair when she was really little, like strawberry blonde, and then mm-hmm. she just became a blonde. I did. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. But you and your oldest cousin have the red hair. Yeah. Yep. And we're both big geniuses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Way to be modest there, like... Um, Are you also going to graduate high school at 16? I, I would no. like to point out that your your oldest cousin is a legit genius, like tested off the charts genius, So, Wait. and we have not done that with you. Actually, maybe, because I'm because I'm like the youngest no, person No, we have not grade. tested you, period. No, but I'm the youngest person in my grade, so I might You're graduate. You're not going to be 16. You're going to be 17 oh. when you graduate high school. I did my math wrong. I don't know. Um, but if you don't do your homework, you might be 18. No. Mm-mm. Suffer to raise boys or girls? Boys. Boys at this point so far, but I have a feeling when we get to the high school ages, the girls are going to be tougher. Don't give her ideas. She better not get any ideas. Let's just keep it. You're you're in the lead right now. Right now, the boys are tougher. Supposedly, the girls are going to be tougher when we get to the teenage years. How about you like buck the trend and make the boys the problem the whole time? Okay. That'll make life easy for us. That'll be easy. I have plans now. (laughs) How about you have a lack thereof plans? I have plans to get them in trouble all the time, though. No, Don't do that. That'll get you in trouble. Mm, okay. Biggest frustration as an autism parent? Social things. Lack of availability of services in this area in Michigan. Southwest Michigan is pretty much a services desert. I mean, I know there's some stuff here, but relative to other states, other parts of the country... It's not that plentiful, and in terms of even in Michigan, there's other parts of Michigan where it's uh, much more robust in terms of the availability of services um, to us. Biggest worry as an autism parent? Everything. The future. I mean, we just want the best for all of our kids, whether they're on the spectrum or not. Biggest immediate worry? Social things. Um, Biggest long-term worry? Literally everything. Is your kid reading Jabba? Where did you find the hardcover copy? What is that? <laughs> so, I think, because this came in response to one of the Wondering Wednesday hashtags, and I put up I put up a photo that your mother took of you, because you used to crawl into our guest room in Virginia and grab our Jabba's, which is the Journal of Applied Behavior Analysis. We've got a, a pretty extensive collection of... Oh, I thought of, it was a book about Jabba the Hutt. No, <laughs> no, it's not Jabba the Hutt. We have a pretty extensive collection of the Journal of Applied Behavior Analysis and JAB, the Journal of Experimental Analysis of Behavior, 
in our library. And then we had the same thing in Virginia. And there's a beautiful photo. Your mom took you a black and white photo. You went in there, you grabbed one of the books, you pulled it off the shelf, and uh, you were reading it, and the light was coming in perfectly, and your mom specializes in natural light photography, and you're, you've got it. So I put that photo oh, up for photo. Wondering Wednesday, and that question came in when that picture was up, saying, hey, this kid is hosting this episode. To answer the question, yes, you were reading uh, Java. What, what was it? Oh, I thought I thought that was like one of your old. I, in terms I, of, I looked at the photo and I thought it was like one of your old like college math books or something. No, no, no. In addition to that, um, so somebody donated a whole bunch of Javas to the lab and wanted them passed on to somebody else who would appreciate them. When I was in graduate school, and I was one of the few left, and my doctoral advisor gave them to me, so. I have the for the first significant portion of Jabba's existence. I have the uh, annual volumes hardcover bound. We oh. have Jabba number one. Please don't rob us. The only one that rob us would be behavior analysis nerds. You don't know. Sometimes things get a little crazy at conferences. A little bit. We've referenced that before. How old do you want your kids to be before they start triathlons? Our kids have already tried triathlons. Uh, kid number one did her first triathlon last year. It was a virtual triathlon because COVID years. Uh, and they've been, and you guys have done them for, you, one, two, and three, have done them for a number of years, scaled down to the appropriate level to be challenging for the age group you're in. But you all have been doing triathlons. Yeah. Uh, and how do you feel about multi-sport racing? I just, like, Biking and swimming. And running. Aqua bikes for you! Woohoo! <laughs> and you, actually, you've done the, the quad where we did swim, bike, run, kayak in one day. You remember? I do. That wasn't even. It was, it was last year you did it. I did. Mm-hmm. It was last year. That felt like two years ago. But you had really big breaks in between. I didn't like it. I went I went in circles the entire time. <laughs> For the kayak part, but like what about in general just the doing more where it's not just one discipline, it's multiple disciplines. So instead of like, you know, now the joke with it is why suck at one thing when you can suck at three things in one day or four things in this case? It's too much. It's too much to do. Well, we'll work at it. It's fun. Maybe not not for everyone. Of course, not it's not for everyone to stand there and enjoy people shooting pucks at their face. But you like it. It's a podcast. You can't just nod at me. Yeah. Um, are you introducing your kids to triathlons? How? I think we just kind of covered it. Well, yeah, yeah, we are introducing our kids to triathlons. Most of it is through virtual, and most of it is the clock starts when you start a discipline, and the clock ends when you finish that discipline, and then you get unlimited time between disciplines, and we make it fun. And you don't have unlimited time. You just have enough. You just have twenty four hours in the day. Yeah, but if you want to, you can take a two hour break between the swimming and the running. You just yeah, got to do true. them all in the same calendar day. Yeah, and that makes it fun. And it's all about beating yourself and beating what you did the previous year or the previous month or whatever. Improving we did last to one. yourself that yes, this is something that can be done, and yes, you are strong enough to actually do it. And depending what age group you're in, you know. Kid two and kid three don't necessarily have the same running distance or biking distance. And, you know, whether it's with training wheels or no training wheels or even kid four on last year, she did it on her little training balance bike that doesn't, you know, it's a two wheel, but it doesn't even have pedals. Big plans for the summer. 
We have a triathlon in the UP that we're going to do. We got some podcasts lined up. We got some events going on. We want to make some weekend excursions or here and there. Nothing. Apple cider century. That's fall. That's the last weekend in September. Uh, Nothing. Nothing monumental. No, like we're not going on a road trip across America. We're not going (laughs) backpacking through Europe. I mean, we are at the. uh, We don't have that much time off from work. Year two of COVID. uh, um, yeah, we have the Delta variant now. And you guys aren't uh, vaccinated yet because none of you are old enough. But Same. yeah, it's going to be summer and family time. And we're going to do some things that hopefully you guys remember in a positive light. Yeah. Who's your favorite kid? No. No. Whoever's doing their chores without being asked. Kid number two. Good job, <laughs> kid number two. Always. Or only being asked one or two times instead Kid of like number two. 12 times. Mm-hmm. Kid number one, looking at you. I do that without 12 times. Mm-hmm. You're right. Kid number three. <laughs> Wait, when you finally yeah. wake up at the crack of 11. <laughs> the crack of 11. Yes. <laughs>This has been part of another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. We drop episodes every Monday. Check back. We got plenty of them. This was episode 70. Bye. Bye. Bye.